Hi, my name is Jenny. Hi, my name's Yuri. And welcome back. Welcome back to the second season from the Conscious Cup of Duo to you, the Brew Crew. Mm-hmm. This is the Adam and Eve podcast. We hope you've had a good rest and you're ready for more goodies. Over the course of this season, we will delve, ponder and wander through the Bible, its characters and stories to reveal their hidden meaning. We will show how they have helped us to discover the true nature of our wonderful human imagination as it creates, shapes, life, the universe and everything in between. Our claimer rather than a disclaimer is that we firmly believe the Bible is not history but an allegory, a story told as if it's true. When it talks of people like Eve, Noah, Moses, Mary, Jesus amongst others, these are states of consciousness, not actual historical people. We truly believe that God is our awareness or consciousness and that we are all God dreaming this strange dream into physical reality. We hope these interpretations give you a confidence that helps you discover what you can do today and every day to cushion the blows that come our way. We really love hearing from you and enjoy your input. So if you have any questions or you want to send in your beautiful mugshot, you can make contact on Twitter at Conscious Cupper, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A and via email consciouscupper at gmail.com. And you can leave a direct message on the anchor.fm webpage. And Brew Crew, stay tuned for your very own African Easter egg right at the end of the show. But for now, we invite you to grab Grab a a brew, brew, take take a a pew, pew, sip in and wake up. Yuri, what's in your cup today? We're sharing a lovely pot of lemon verbena tea. V-E-R-B-E-N-A. Yes. And this is a wonderful gift from a very close friend, isn't it? Melissa, a.k.a. DJ Aquila from the Pure Vinyl Selection Show on Phone FM Radio. Phone Radio. Oh, wow. Sundays, 12 12 to 2, is a treat. It's a treat you must meet. You must not miss. And she sent us... Not only that, another uh, box of tea and two bars of mint carob chocolate. Oh, it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. Really fantastic. Yeah, I made some special chocolates with that. So we've been drinking that and it's refreshing. Yeah. Definitely lemony. Green. Tastes green. Yes. It's got a green taste to it. It's really, really nice. Brilliant for a summer day. And it's it's really lovely and bright today. Mm, it is. bit chilly. Right, it looks like summer. It does. What's in your cup? Hope you've got something. Kettle's on. Kettle's already been on. Brewed. Send us in your beautiful mug shots. Cheers. So here's what we do. Rather than TED Talks, we thought this season we'd do some bed talks. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and yes, we're currently sitting up in bed and hopefully that helps keep the flavour of the show all relaxed and easy going. Yeah. It's time for Magic Minute, and this week's question from the public comes from Vera, age nine. Vera asks, why would Joseph let his wife, Mary, 
have a baby with another man? Good question. Good question, Vera. Let's call the lift of life and see what we can say about everything we were taught as a kid about this. Let's roll the dice to see who goes up and who's coming down first. I got two. I got four. So you to go first, Yuri. And while we wait for the lift, how about a joke, Jenny? Okay. What did Adam and Eve do on their first date? I don't know. What did Adam and Eve do on their first date? They shared a side of ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And the lift is here. So let's put one minute on the clock. Okay. So I'm first. Yes. What I understood as a as a child mm. was that Mary's daddy God yeah. was telling her what to do. You're okay. going to have this baby. Yeah. You don't have any choice. And Joseph was the stepdaddy, and he had to go along with God. Yeah. Like this is this is this is your parent telling you what to do, and there is absolutely no room for oh, God, choice. Yeah. And I think if I go back a few years from that understanding, I think Jesus was brought by a stork. Yeah? Yeah. I think, oh. you know... The did you go to church as a kid? No. So where do you think you picked up the story? Oh, I definitely picked up the story from my friends at school. Christmas from, time. Yeah, and also my schools in those days, you sung hymns. There was a little mm, bit of yeah Christian... Yeah, it, it's pervasive. Yeah, it was, it was definitely pervasive. It was just in the atmosphere. Just something you discussed as kids. Yeah. You know, we live in a Christian... Society. One minute on the clock, Jenny. Brilliant. Let's go back down. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was a kid, um, Mary was this, you know, you've got the blue shawl that she wears (laughs) and she's got this, you know, essentially a a doll in her hand. (laughs) You saw the pictures and so on. So she's this kind of little thing that is holding this little thing. Mm. And this little thing is supposed to be this all-powerful child. And so it's hard to quite, it's quite hard to identify with that as a child. So I identified with Mary. In fact, I played Mary twice in the school play. I don't remember feeling anything except I'm just playing a role. Yeah. And that will be interesting in our 10-minute discussion that she's just playing a role. It's not, it's not a real, didn't really feel real. Mm. But I liked that there's a girl in the story. And yeah. I think I like that bit, although she doesn't seem to do much. No. So now we'll have ten minutes on the clock to update this fairy tale. Ten minutes. Ten minutes lined up. Let's see what we can, how we can run this through our de-gobbledygook machine. I think I'll put a sound effect in there somewhere. Here it comes. <laughs> That's a nice sound effect. <laughs> I'm going to keep that for each week. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Going back to the question, the question is, why is Joseph allowing Mary to have a child with another man? So, first of all, with the de-gobbledygook, we've got to make sure that we kind of get this, this picture out of the head where Mary is this young woman and Joseph is her new husband. And she's pregnant and she's riding on a donkey. I'm, I'm putting images in your head now, but we all have that image of yeah. going to Bethlehem and trying to find a place. But if the Bible is not about historical characters, it's about states of consciousness, and you're using the fairy tale language 
story language in order to keep in mind what these are really about. So everything in the Bible, all the characters and even the things represent something on a different level of understanding so you're talking about like the frank frankincense and gold the, the yes three all kings. of these yeah. the three kings the number three yeah what a king means what a shepherd actually is what a carpenter is what the seed means what water means all of these and especially the characters which is what we're hoping to to talk about more represent something else it's more like dream language. Yeah, symbolic language. So if you have a dream and you meet in all these different characters, they're not actually real people. They are representing something in your psyche, whether that's your biological psyche or your mental psyche, telling you this means this and this means that. And you only know what that means. But underneath all of us, there is a universal meaning for these characters. Yes. Yeah. So Mary means something, Joseph means something, the pregnancy means something, the journey means something. And if you know the story, an angel comes and tells Mary that she's going to have a baby by God. And Joseph also has uh, an angel come and say, it's okay. Do you think the angel then is the bringer of the word of God? So the angel means something and an angel is an idea. Mm. It's a particularly divine idea. In other words, it's a really good idea. Yeah. And the angel is coming to your consciousness and giving you a desire. It's saying you would like so-and-so, wouldn't you? And your circumstances on your physical world are yes, because this idea is like the answer to a problem and solution to a problem. That's an angel. An angel is coming and saying, I've got an idea for you. I so, am an idea for you. I am a desire. Yeah. How are we going to fulfill this? So in this story, all of us would be Joseph because Joseph is is the thing that needs something, wants something, and Mary is the one that is going to produce that, that idea as a real thing in the world. So she's a receiver, isn't she? She's a receiver of this divine idea. Yes. And so she holds it as as a symbol of... You know, she's pregnant with this idea. She's holding it until it can come to fruition. So the states of mind, the states of consciousness, whenever you've got a female character in the Bible, it's telling you that that is a mind. It's it's a mind that can hold an idea, mm. like a womb that becomes pregnant with an idea that grows. Mm. And Mary in particular, she's the idea that is a virgin. So that means... She's the part of you that you don't need to go to anybody else mm. and say, please give me this. This this is the part of you that you don't have to go outside of yourself. You can turn towards yourself and know that you can have this. So the Mary is the part of you that can turn away from what was and bring you something that you need, grow that thing for you, that idea. And it's pure. You don't need somebody else. So do you think, in a sense, that Mary doesn't have any choice as to accept this divine idea that this angel brings, actually? Us, when we're in the state of Mary, just is so receptive. What it means with 
the female characters, it's always receptive. Yeah. It's always a receptacle. It's always a vehicle. Yeah. So it's not what we think of when we think of men and women on this, on the physical. No, it's it's a masculine and feminine. It's a masculine and feminine um, role. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the masculine part of a woman is the part that is, is having the idea, wants the thing. Yeah. And the fit feminine part of, of yourself is a bit that says... Yes, I will take this idea and grow it. Yeah. So you're you. Everybody's got masculine and feminine, and you without both of those, you're not going to grow any ideas. Yeah. Mary is the part of you. Her name means actually disobedience. Mm. So you need something in you that is disobedient to what was. Yeah. And turns away from that. So the five senses, the five husbands. She's the part of you that can. Grow something completely new yeah. in what would have been an old, you know, the old thing that you don't want anymore. Mm. She's the part of you can turn away from that and give you something completely new and pure, uncorrupted. Mm. This is like a pure idea. So she can she can give it to you. She, she, you don't have to say, oh, no, that's too much or that's too little. You'll get the, the pure form of the idea. Mm. If you give it to her. Yeah. So in the, why would Joseph, why would he allow her without her? He doesn't get the idea. So you and I, without this capacity and the capacity, again, feminine, this capacity to turn away from what was. Yeah. And bring in something new. You need Mary. Without Mary, you don't get this saviour. And this saviour is, if you're ill, you want health. That's your health is your savior. If you're poor, maybe money would be your savior. So you need you need to give birth to this savior. So we've all been given an a desire, mm. a really powerful desire. Yes. So I'd invite all the listeners at this point to remember what this powerful idea is that, that they you want Joseph, you know, themselves as Joseph. As Joseph, and yeah. Joseph means to add. To exceed, so you want to grow. You want to grow something. You yeah. want to go past what you used to have, and then give that to Mary. And Mary has to carry that idea. Yeah. So you're both Joseph and Mary, but you start as Joseph, mm. having these ideas. You you want these ideas to come to fruition. Yeah. So you you need both of them to give birth to this savior. Yeah, so Vera Health. basically, yeah. you know, they, they, they need each other, but they yeah. also are absolutely powerfully linked with this desire that's been given to them. So yeah. they're, just, they're just saying, yeah. How do you explain consciousness to a nine-year-old? Your thoughts. It's like you have this wonderful thought that mm. is a gift, and that's why you'd say it's from God. It's a gift, no strings attached. And if you want to bring that, if you want to make that something a reality, you need Mary and she will definitely bring it to fruition. And in fact, Vera, there is a story that Neville Goddard talks about, Mm. um, about a little girl, I think, that wants a a pet. Mm. His mum is listening to Neville, they're having a meeting. And Mm. while he seems to be playing in the background, he's actually listening to this method of how you bring about what you want he wants a dog has been told he can't have one oh, it's a little boy yeah and he starts to imagine that he has the dog already yeah and exactly what the dog is like 
and he uses his sense of touch to pretend that he's petting the dog and holding the dog so mm. he knows what it feels like. Yeah. He doesn't rely on any person to do that for him and to bring him the dog. He's relying on his imagination. Your imagination is God. He's making Mary pregnant, in a sense, to carry this idea to the point where it's it's a reality on a physical level. Yeah, and we'll, what we'll do is we'll try and find that story for you, Vera, and put it in there. We'll find the story yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll put a link. So in terms of law of attraction... You know, I practice this on a regular basis. And I don't always do it completely consciously mm. either. So yesterday, I had gone back into my childhood because I was talking to someone about having Chinese food. Mm. And I remember this lovely, lovely feeling of going to the, a Chinese restaurant with my mum yeah. and getting takeaway. And um, I got always got this chicken escallop, which just tasted, as a child, divine. But the, the added je ne sais quoi mm. of this divine meal that I had mm. was the lemon that you got to squeeze over yeah. the, um, the chicken escallop. And so I'd really, I really went back into that feeling and loved it. And um, so guess what happened last night? I got a wedge of fresh lemon with my dinner, unexpected, out of the blue. And I hadn't consciously imagined having that but because I'd given it that same va va yeah, I felt it, I'd tasted it, I went back, yeah, I was in my imagination. And then, there suddenly... it, and then when I saw the lemon, I was like, oh, wow, of course. So let's take an example. Um, let's say that you, you want a new job. So you've got an, a desire. That means an angel has visited you yep. and said, I've got a desire for you. I want a new job. Mm. That's the angel. And it's coming to Mary and Joseph. Joseph is the one who wants to add, to exceed. Mm. And Mary is the one who knows that this is a gift from God. So that's the part of you that is willing and ready and says, I've got this desire. I'm going to entertain it. I'm entertaining an angel. Yeah. Whereas you could say, no, there's no jobs at the moment. Or money is scarce. Or... I don't, I'm not worth any more money. What 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 do I what am I giving that they would give me more money? So you you know get rid of that idea. Yeah. So you don't get pregnant with the you don't idea. get pregnant with the idea. You don't but, hold it. Jesus isn't born. And then that's not so. That's not Mary. So the reason you want Mary is because she will definitely give birth to your savior. Your savior might be health. It might be wealth. It might be new partnership. Yeah. yeah? Get Mary because she will definitely do this. Even though it goes against, therefore, disobedience, what everybody is saying, everybody's saying there's no jobs, everybody's saying you're too old, you're too this, you're not enough that, you're not enough, you just ignore that. So one of the commandments she's given is don't tell anybody. And the other commandment is make it grow, magnify it. Mm. So magnify is the Joseph thing. And the don't tell is just keep it to yourself. You are going to disobey what everybody is saying is true. Yeah. If you want this job, you're going to get in touch with the job. That's probably going to come up in another podcast of a method of doing that. Mm. But if you read the five lessons or go to any of the Neville Goddard uh, lectures on YouTube, it's going to tell you how to use your imagination. There is, in fact, one called 
how to use your imagination. Yeah. And then you're not really having a child by another man. What she's doing is giving you a new kind of child rather than what you've had before. When you're listening to Shakespeare, you think of these characters, Hamlet, you're thinking of, give me another character from Shakespeare. Othello. Othello, Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, Duncan. They're all characters in one mind. When Mm. you're reading the Bible, it's all characters in one mind. Mm. And these various characters, when we talk about them, we can see how actually this is not a fairy tale. This is not history. It's telling you in a dream language how not only how to manifest, but how you are manifesting your yeah. reality. It's a guidebook. Yeah. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and coming back and hopefully learning. This has been a swell cuppa. A slurping good time. And the perfect brew to wake up to. Bye. Bye. Thanks for waiting right till the very end for your very own African Easter, Easter egg. egg. Ready? Here we go. Get on the lollipop sticks. We, we are keeping the lollipop sticks yeah, for this. and they're beautiful. We'll, you'll see them. I think out of the box. I dream, speak out, criticise and protest. But more importantly, I create what I wish existed. Jaco Striden, South Africa. Lovely. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.